This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. Some of the stats I've heard on LinkedIn as I do webinars is that LinkedIn engagement is up quite a bit. Um, it's actually up over 900% across the board. Um, use LinkedIn as a way to find opportunities and make connections. And so be proactive, find people, find groups, follow companies, again, before you need it, not necessarily when you need it. That is the voice of Terrence Hood, who is an assistant director in TCU's Center for Career and Professional Development. Terrence will talk about the importance of LinkedIn, how to get started on LinkedIn, and some growing trends to help TCU alumni be successful. And we're so excited today to be joined by Terrence Hood. Terrence is a key member in TCU's Center for Career and Professional Development. He works primarily doing career uh, advice with TCU's alumni and student-athletes. So, Terrence, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, good morning, Rob. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. And so, with the uncertain times we have right now, kind of how everyone's working from home, LinkedIn has been a very key uh, topic in the, in the news of, of late. People are, as they work from home, they're exploring more about this LinkedIn that they may have heard about for a while, but really never gotten into uh, so for someone that may have heard a lot recently about LinkedIn but haven't gotten into it, can you tell us what is LinkedIn? Absolutely, Rob. So some call LinkedIn a Facebook with a briefcase. Um, some call it Facebook for professionals. All of that's true, but I actually call LinkedIn the new resume. Um, it's the world's largest professional network. Um, there are over 575 million people worldwide who use LinkedIn. Um, the U.S. actually has the most users at 133 million, but also 70% of users are from outside the U.S. There are many who use LinkedIn that are key influencers and hiring managers, and I see it as a tool to be more visible to opportunities. LinkedIn also allows people to expand their, their personal brand beyond a resume and increase their professional connections as well. And so for someone that doesn't quite know they hear about it it's a professional resume but they don't exactly know you know what 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 all that means for them how could someone use this tool absolutely rob well there are several ways you can use linkedin and um i've been following linkedin for quite a number of years but i always try to stay on top of trends what linkedin's doing now but some of the ways people can use linkedin uh, one of the simpler ways is actually to put your linkedin profile url at the top of your resume or even in your signature line if you email, so recruiters have easy access to your professional brand online. And resumes are kind of a snapshot of the past, um, but I see LinkedIn as a way to highlight your current skills and your future aspirations. So the content on your profile typically should be consistent with your resume. So if you're doing a job search, it's good to have your resume um, in good shape and make sure that content is in alignment with your resume. And the whole idea is for your personal brand to be consistent with what you're sharing as you're networking. So if you're going to events or conferences or webinars, you want what people to see on LinkedIn to be very consistent with what you're presenting. Um, often I'll meet people at a conference or a webinar and they'll reach out to me for a connection request. Now I'm even more intentional on myself about connecting with people that I meet at these types of events. And also, Rob, it's good to keep your skills current, um, use industry skills that you can be endorsed for. So, for example, podcasts or leadership or finance. So include skills that you can be endorsed for on LinkedIn. There's even a section called About. It used to be called a summary, but they changed it to an About section. 
And it's really even more important nowadays to include keywords related to your industry or your job function. And this section called About is even becoming kind of the new cover letter where you're highlighting key abilities, key contributions, and what value you might bring to an organization. Uh, there are some who follow companies on LinkedIn, so if you're doing a job search or exploring a career change, whatever companies you might be interested in, you can actually find them on LinkedIn by typing in their company's name in the search bar, and you can follow them on LinkedIn to get updates on job postings. Uh, there's also a cool feature called Groups on LinkedIn. The last time I checked, there are over 2 million industry groups on LinkedIn, so you can join groups for job searching or for general networking. There's also a way for job seekers to set up job alerts on LinkedIn. So if you're following a company, you'll see a tab called Alert for Job Alerts, so you'll be notified when these jobs are posted, and this can be sent to your email or to your phone. And then there's a cool feature. One of my favorite tools is called the Alumni Tool on LinkedIn. So you can find alumni, TCU alumni, by industry, by company, by location, by skill set, by major. So if you go to TCU's page, if you go to LinkedIn, type in Texas Christian University, look for the school page, and then just click on the alumni tab. I think we currently have over 59,000 alumni on LinkedIn, but now you can filter that search and be able to identify alumni that might be of interest by industry or by company to make those reaches out for information or advice. And it's also important, Rob, to let employees know you're seeking. Just because you're on LinkedIn doesn't mean that you're always looking for a job. But now there's a way that you can virtually raise your hand on LinkedIn in your profile. There's actually a dashboard that you can fill out to list jobs that you're interested in. So as employers use it to filter candidates, they'll see different keywords in that dashboard, key positions and industries that match what they're seeking. And I always recommend as a last tip is to like comments, share ideas, like posts, and this improves your visibility to potential connections which often leads to people asking you to connect with them. So I hear there's a lot of great stuff here on LinkedIn. You've told us all the great features. Well, I may be someone that's never set up a LinkedIn page, and I want to be able to do all the cool stuff that you just talked about. So how do I get started in, in being able to do all this cool stuff you just talked about? Sure, Rob. Well, the best way to get started is to create an account on LinkedIn.com. If you don't have an account, if you're fresh to LinkedIn, new to start, so go to LinkedIn.com to create your account, and then you can actually establish and expand your profile. And the very first thing that I recommend and even LinkedIn recommends is including an appropriate professional headshot. And so if you have a headshot on your profile, you're 14 times more likely to be clicked on versus not having a picture at all. So you would think that the experience section will be the most important, and it is important, but the first impression means you only have a limited amount of time. So always make sure that the first thing you do is to include an appropriate headshot, then make sure that you fill in all the sections completely. And so if you don't fill in all your sections completely, it's like having half a resume. So you wouldn't send half a resume, so you wanna make sure that your profile is fully complete 100%. Your tagline, your headline message should typically include your targeted job title or industry. If you're looking for a new role, or your current role in company if you're currently well-established in your career. You can also use your resume to, as a starting point, just kind of cut and paste some content from your resume. It's also a good idea to get that resume in shape first, then start filling out every section, and then add skills to be endorsed for on your profile. Um, and then others can endorse you, and you can also offer endorsements to other people. 
And as I may have mentioned earlier, start following companies of interest, join groups, and this is something people can do rather quickly. Um, there's an acronym I use called OPP, um, Other People's Profiles. Um, this will really give you some ideas on where to start so you're not having to reinvent the wheel in most cases. And so I want to go back real briefly to what you, you talked about was the most important thing. You talked about that professional headshot. Well, there might be somebody out there that says, oh, I, I can't, you know, I don't have money to get a professional headshot. So talk about what that means in terms of what should be in your picture profile and what shouldn't be. I know that may be, for some that may be uh, brand new to them and some they may they really may know what that means. Absolutely, Rob. Well, I recommend start where you are in most cases. So it may not be a professional headshot done by a professional photographer, but you can still um, treat it like um, a digital brochure. And so it might be a headshot of you in your office, or it might be a picture of you maybe in business professional attire, business casual attire, um, in a place that you um, that you, you may enjoy. So maybe it's a picture of you um, near Frog Fountain or somewhere that may be of interest to you. Um, I've had people to use colored pictures. Uh, there are a few who have done black and white pictures, but I typically don't recommend black and white photos. I recommend a full color photo, a full headshot uh, that's appropriate, a full facial headshot, so nothing that's too far away. So not like a body, your full body. You want to make sure that you can see your face clearly, uh, that you smile, come across as um, personable in your picture, uh, try to stay away too much from pets, uh, maybe pictures with family in most cases, because this is like a resume. So it's a digital professional brochure, so you want to treat it in that type of manner. So we're not showing pictures from the family barbecue last year? Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, that may be something more for a Facebook page, not, not for LinkedIn in most cases. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you talked about uh, connecting with people on LinkedIn. And so as they go through and they see these people that you talked about, other people's profiles, that they want to, you know, they see someone's profile that they really want to kind of model. How does someone know when it's appropriate to try to send a connection request? Sure, Rob, that's a great question. It really depends on the person's goals. I really suggest starting with people that you already know, um, such as colleagues, um, friends, former coworkers, um, key influencers in your industry, or alumni. And I think it's perfectly okay to establish these connections before you need it versus when you need it. Uh, if you send a connection request, I always suggest adding a note. So when you go to LinkedIn, you see someone that you want to connect with, the temptation is to just send connect and then walk away. But they do give you an option to add a note to that connection request. And so I recommend take some time to add a note, which may include who you are, what you're all about, why you want to connect. So those three things, who you are, what you're all about, and why you want to connect, is really a simple way to add context to the why you're connecting especially if you're doing a job search or just want to expand your connections. Um, I can coach alumni on language to include when doing those connection requests specifically. Uh, for me, I send requests to those people in similar groups um, who have shared articles or from conferences or webinars I've attended. So if you're doing connection requests, I do recommend that you always add a note. All right. And so how do I know which industry, if I'm in an industry that I don't, see a whole lot of people maybe and, and that I've worked with on there, how do I know which industries this is really geared for? You know, Rob, that's a good question. Um, there are so many industries that use LinkedIn, so they're not really an industry that really um, stands out. There are a few that might use it more than others. Um, from my experience, I know the IT industry, technology industry, um, finance and sales industry are ones that stand out based on my experience, but there's not necessarily one industry that might be more prominent. Um, with our times changing now, 
more employers are using LinkedIn to vet their candidates. Um, a survey said that over 97% of hiring managers use LinkedIn. So I would say across the industries in most cases. So I'd rather you believe that someone is using it versus not. Um, but it's always helpful. If you have any other questions, you can reach out to me, and I'm happy to provide some guidance and insight. But lots of industries use it, but the ones that really resonate with me from my experience have been IT, finance, and sales. And you touched earlier on, uh, you mentioned recruiters uh, that go through your, uh, that go through profiles. So how do recruiters use LinkedIn? It's actually very interesting, Rob. I've done webinars in the past, and I've learned recently about um, a platform that employers are now using on LinkedIn called LinkedIn Recruiter. This is a platform that has over 275,000 employers who use LinkedIn Recruiter to identify potential candidates, and they're using different filters like size of the school, skills, abilities, and then something I didn't know before that I know now is that employers are using these filters by who follows them on LinkedIn. So if people are following the company on LinkedIn, as employers use this platform, they can start to find individuals who are following them and use that as a criteria in their search. Um, they're also hiring managers are now putting I'm hiring, the words I'm hiring in their own tagline and they're virtually raising their hands for candidates to find them. So if a person goes on LinkedIn, goes to the search bar, and types in, I'm hiring industry. So for example, I'm hiring marketing. I'm hiring legal. I'm hiring medical. So just type in the words, I'm hiring industry, and click search. You're going to find actual hiring managers who are virtually raising their hand to be found by candidates. I did a search actually this morning. I did I'm hiring marketing and I had over 106,000 hiring managers that showed up in my feed. So their tagline has their company name, I'm hiring marketing professionals. So you want to make sure that your profile has some good keywords in there, some recruiters look for you that can find you easily via that LinkedIn recruiter platform. So how do I know which keywords I should put in my profile to make the, to really stand out? Sure, Rob. It really depends on the person's industry. Um, if you're doing a job search, people can look at job descriptions and then look for skills that are overlapping in those job descriptions and skills that are consistent with their background. And there's always a bonus that they can demonstrate those skills and that can be highlighted via an e-portfolio, um, good examples of their work, any key contributions. Or someone might even visit a website that I recommend called ONET Online. Um, so it's www.onetonline.org. Um, they can search for occupations by industry, knowledge, skills, abilities, even values, and then include some of those keywords that relate to their experience throughout their profile, especially on the tagline and the about section. These are the most important sections, and they show up first if employees do a Google search. So if you get a resume and your recruiter, many employers actually Googling candidates, so if they Google your name, your name and your tagline will show up first. So you want to make sure that those keywords, industry keywords, show up first in those types of sections. And perhaps I'm not necessarily looking to uh, be recruited, but how else um, would I utilize LinkedIn to connect with people? Absolutely, Rob. That's a great question. You really don't want to miss an opportunity to be visible or stand out. I think LinkedIn is really giving us the opportunity to be more visible, uh, whereas in the past, you only had to rely on a resume. So just for example, Maybe before a job interview, you can actually use LinkedIn to learn more about the people that you're meeting with to find common interests. 
So we all know that company research is helpful, but you can also research people on your interview team as you prepare. Also, Rob, if you're exploring a career change or conducting informational interviews, LinkedIn is really a great tool to connect with individuals in your targeted field or those who just want to expand their current network. So the idea of using LinkedIn before you need it versus when you need it is really key. Networking really is about reciprocity, so whether it's liking a post, an article, sharing expertise, commenting on an article, this helps you with your visibility. And my mantra with LinkedIn is the more visible you are to opportunities over time, more opportunities become visible to you. Hmm. And so one thing um, I, I've heard a lot from people, uh, you talk about with the interview, uh, looking at your your interview panels, uh, profiles, and as, as some people that may not know with LinkedIn, when you look at someone's profile, they get a notification that someone looked at your profile. Is that something that people really put a lot of time and worrying about? Do I want them to know? Do I not want them to know? Because we've heard the term uh, cyber stalking, you know, in, in a friendly way, not a, not a bad way, but in, in this way. How do you speak to that topic? Yeah, Rob, I think it depends, again, the person's goals. There are ways for you to actually set your settings. So you want to make sure that your settings are set to what your goals are. So if you're doing a job search and you don't mind people seeing that you're doing a job search, you're pretty open, you can set your settings to visible. But if you are a person who really maybe you're working currently, you're doing a job search, but you don't want people to be notified, in your dashboard, your profile dashboard, you can actually set your settings to on or off. And as you add things to your profile, as you add those key terms, no one ever sees that. So your profile really stays to you, but you can totally update your settings to where it's open as people can see your changes in your searches, or you can make it to private where if I'm doing a job search or I'm doing a job alert, your current network is not notified. Great. And so say I'm new to LinkedIn, you gave me some setting, you know, some things we should know about our headshots, some settings we should use. How can I make my uh, profile as professional as possible? Rob, there's some great ways to do that. There are several ways that stand out to me currently. First of all, you can actually Google LinkedIn helpful tips, and you'll find some great resources there. Another great resource I've been using recently is LinkedIn.com slash help. Again, LinkedIn.com forward slash help. This actually has forums and tips from LinkedIn on finding jobs, building a profile, joining groups, and a lot more. And the TCU Career Center also has an optimizing LinkedIn tip sheet on our website at careers.tcu.edu, and it's under the Career Tools section. So in some cases, you can go above and beyond the professional side and even come across as personable. For example, I've seen some put their favorite quotes in their About section or use their background picture to reflect their personality. Hmm. And so what are some LinkedIn, you told us things to do, what are some LinkedIn uh, no-nos or things we should avoid? That's another great question, Rob. The first big no-no for me is no photo. <laughs> um, so back to the idea of having a profile picture, you definitely want your profile to be fully complete. Um, again, I wore those with family or pets or animals in most cases. So this is just like a resume. So no grammatical errors, no spelling errors. Try to use those industry-specific keywords accurately showcase your background and this really comes down to selling yourself so i uh, tell my alumni appointments your resume is a summary of your contributions not a list of responsibilities so try to include specific achievements how you help the company how you save money is kind of a bragging opportunity 
Uh, don't focus too much on your tasks, but focus on your results. In other words, don't focus on what you usually do, but what you actually achieved. And also, Rob, something that's really kind of subtle, um, try to avoid not being engaged. So some people have a profile, but it kind of goes stagnant. They do a profile, and they kind of stop there. But if you see articles of interest, post them. Update your network to what you're up to. So as you attend conferences, as you obtain certifications, as you get recognitions, um, I even post quotes on leadership. So what your values are sometimes dictates what you share. So what are your values? If you value um, collaboration, post articles that center around collaboration. So again, avoid letting your profile go stagnant or partially complete. Your goal is to have a 100% complete profile as well. Okay. And I guess one other one other thing I, I was wondering about for our people that see LinkedIn and you see a lot of articles and they've heard maybe it's a lot about resumes. How do you blend that that avenue of being social like Facebook, but wanting to be more professional and not wanting to, you know, go in one you know one direction too far or the other? That's a good question, Rob. I think it is all about balance, and so I think that. Based on what your goals are, again, if you are an active job seeker, it's all about first impressions. So your resume is an impression, your cover letter is an impression, and so if you're posting things that are personal in nature, you want to be mindful of what the impression that might bring because the platform itself is designed for a professional platform, but as far as coming across as personable, based on the people that you're interacting with, maybe you know that they like going on cruises or they like traveling, so maybe you might just send them an article about something relevant to travel. So the more you know about your audience, you can send those types of posts their way. Great. And so to close out, what are some, any final tips you have about LinkedIn? And then how can alumni that hear this, uh, these tips from you, how can they reach out to you? Of course, Rob, great question. So some final tips on LinkedIn. I do recommend using LinkedIn again early, use it often. Um, some of the stats I'm hearing on LinkedIn as I do webinars, is that LinkedIn engagement is up quite a bit. Um, it's actually up over 900% across the board. Um, use LinkedIn as a way to find opportunities and make connections. And so be proactive, find people, find groups, follow companies, again, before you need it, not necessarily when you need it. Um, I do recommend that people use LinkedIn as a professional branding tool. And so use it as an opportunity to showcase who you are and what value you might bring to the table. And so alumni can reach out to me uh, for an appointment via Handshake, uh, which is our job search posting platform. So the website is tcu.joinhandshake.com. You can schedule an appointment with me there. You can also contact the TCU Career Center at 817-257-2222. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. We also have a quick question feature um, so alumni can just send me a quick question on our website, thecareers.tcu.edu forward slash alumni. And this is a new feature we just recently launched. So if you can't make an appointment, you can use the quick question feature as well. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Terrence. We look to hear more career tips from you in the near future. That sounds great, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to share your story of your life since graduation, please contact us on social media or leave us a comment on our SoundCloud channel. We look forward to sharing the next story of how Horn Frogs are changing the world.